when it comes to selling your home at Go Green Property, our aim is to get you the best possible results. And how do we do this? Simple, by giving you the best possible advice. From expert insights on preparing your home for selling to sharing our advice on the local property market. At Go Green Property, it's our job to achieve the best possible price as quickly as possible. Sell your home with Go Green Property. Call Glasgow 374 0409. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Unlock your potential and join the team recruiting real estate agents. Call 0141 374 0409. Let's go. Good evening. Rangers go level at the top of the Shins Premiership uh, on points and on goal difference, but not actually top of the table. At the top of the cinch, I wish I hadn't mentioned them. Craig Moore's back. He's back from the Asian Cup final just a few days ago. Craig, last night, went for Rangers. They wanted the three goals. They needed them, but they didn't expect that 3-1, the one from Ross County. No, it, it was a great opportunity for Rangers to go clear on top of the table, Paul. There was uh, a lot of chances in the match. There really was. I mean, Dessers gets a, a couple. He seems to be the player that scores the harder type of goal. Uh, he had a couple of other chances. Matondo as well. Tav had a good chance. He, look, for me, it was it should have been a six or seven. Now, I know Clement would have been happy with the, the three points and the victory. I kind of see it as a missed opportunity to go clear on top of the table. Dezza's got a couple yes. last night. Is he back? Well, is he on form for the first time? The last few weeks have been really good for him after mm. the toughest of starts. I think what Dessers gives you is a, is a real honesty, Paul. He he loves to um, to run in behind. the So he'll stretch defenders, and, and that's yeah. with his first goal. Don't get me wrong, it was a fantastic ball from, from Tav. But he stretches defences. That allows Rangers to get a little bit more space. Um, he, he, he probably should score more than he does, but at the same time, he looks a confident player uh, and works extremely hard for the team. Uh, he could have had, like I said, four or five last night, though. Rangers fans, what are you thinking? How do you feel? You're up at the top, but still just behind Celtic because they've scored more goals than you have. You've let in fewer, but Celtic just ahead. Mark Guidi, what about last night? What do you think? I, oh, it was a win first and foremost for Rangers, Paul. That, that's what they needed. Uh, I know that Philippe Clement has said in his post-match uh, stuff that he's not bothered about goals and, and league positioning Celtic at the moment as long as they win. But internally, in the manager's office in the Rangers dressing room and in the stands they would be bitterly disappointed that they did not take that opportunity last night even if it's only for a couple of days Paul psychologically just to go and do it just to go and meet a target and get it done and go top for the first time this season I think it's a real wasted opportunity for, for Rangers just to really send out a marker grand scheme of things yeah. not overly significant sure. but it just shows that they can meet a target, you know. And Celtic fans, how do you think your team will react? Because I think most people expected you would be knocked off the top, albeit just in goal difference last night. Does it make any difference, the psychology of it, Mark? It might do, Paul. Listen, it wouldn't do any harm. You see, if, you, if, if you're ranging, actually, you're going home last night, yep. you're waking up this morning, oh, by the way, we'll top the table. First time this season, look at what we've achieved. We've finally managed to knock Celtic off the top of the table. They had a chance to do it last week against Aberdeen. Another chance... Uh, last night and I think we all suspected Paul that um, Rangers are certainly I think they're in it for the long haul they're going to stay the distance and there's every chance they will become league champions but the fact that they didn't get another number nine in might come back to haunt them and I said that at the time I know that a lot of the focus was on what Celtic did at number nine during the transfer window but the fact that Rangers didn't get one in and the manager definitely wanted one let's make no mistake about that 
that might come back to haunt them. Craig Moore, 21 shots on target for Rangers. Mm. There are only two for Ross County. Um, 13 games to go. Is that going to be a factor? I mean, we don't know just now, but it could be the fact they didn't get a Lauren Shankland or someone else, mm. an out-and-out striker. Well, it, it could be, Paul. I mean, I was involved in a, in a title-winning uh, season when it went down to goals. Yep. Um, a long, long time ago. So look, the, the for twenty-one me, years ago. Yeah, yep. there you go. So for me, the the importance of goals when they're there to be had, uh, and and I feel like I says that definitely last night against Ross County should have been a bigger scoreline. Um, the number nine that we, we've alluded to just there, I would have loved to have seen another number nine in, uh, and I was pretty honest in terms of I thought Shanklin was that man, and I would have had a lot more confidence. Um, but I will say that under Clement, and in terms of you know the first 30 minutes in particular of that match last night, I thought Rangers were very, very good. Um, they were very positive. They were very direct. And I'm not saying like long ball direct, um, but they just they, they, they moved the ball quickly. There was a real intensity about their play, whether it be in the wider areas or whether it be through the middle to, to Dessers. There was real intent. I think behind closed doors, though, I think Clement will be he'll be demanding more in terms of we've got to take more opportunities. When you get that many 21 shots on goal, you need to be scoring more. Also, Motherwell went three up, as we all know, in what, 26 minutes last night against the Dons. What could go wrong? Well, ended up 3-3. What a game last night. So we'll talk about that as well. Motherwell fans, were you there at the game last night? There was a, a fair number, well, a small band, but they were in really noisy at the ground and they were loving it. Some of the Aberdeen fans left early yeah. and then came back into the ground. So Neil Warnock getting... Uh, a result at home having been three down just shows you Mark uh, at three sometimes it's not all over tell that to yeah, Liverpool yeah, yeah I've seen a few uh, yeah. times over the years when a, a team stuck in there uh, from uh, from three goals down and uh, when I was really surprised when I saw the score uh, flashing through uh, last night Motherwell three up because I thought I did fancy Aberdeen to win that game so in some respects Stuart Kettlewell will, will, will be gutted thrown away uh, a three goal lead and, and for Neil Warnock and Aberdeen fans disappointed at only getting a draw but in the circumstances it showed a uh, very good resilience and character to, to keep going back to yeah Greg uh, you got to go yeah. so, I mean Mother will be hugely disappointed sure. to, to be three nil up mm. away from home and, and to get reeled back in that'll be a real disappointment um, for them uh, but as Mark you touch on I mean the resilience and, and I guess the, the, the fighting attitude of Aberdeen to, to claw their way back mm. into that game uh, they'll, they'll definitely come away the happier out of the two. So Rangers boss Philippe Clement today, he revealed he's apologised to the referee Alan Muir last night because of the stoppage time complaints. He wasn't happy, he thought it was too much time wasting by Ross County. He was asked afterwards about how much you'd have liked a fourth goal. More about you feel the momentum, you make wave after wave attacks, you play good football, you create the chances, you feel it's the moment still to go to, to score the extra goal. And that's nothing to do with the ranking. It's something that I want in every game. There can be also games where at that moment you need to control the game and stop the game. It depends also how the game is, how the opponent is, what's, what they are doing. So it's about doing the right things at the right moment. But I saw this hunger with, with the team also to score more. That's a good point that Craig made, isn't it, Mark? That 2003 went to the last day and it was down to a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I was at Ibrox that day, Rangers Dunfermline. It was Commander v, v Celtic. It was a hell of a season, and uh, that, you know that was a that was a proper ding dong um, that season. So so exciting, um, and of course Mikel Arteta that get the the winning penalty yeah. just to yeah. um, to clinch it and uh, and get it over the line, and um, then the following week Rangers beat uh, Dundee to get a, a treble. So it was not only a title winning season; it was a treble winning season that year. 
And, and it's, again, it's just it's the margins. Uh, and like I said, Ross County were never going to uh, win the match last mm. night. But see, well, like it's one nil, and then you don't get the second and third goal, and then they score just before they score a really good goal, mm. uh, a really good goal from 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 their only chance, and it wasn't even really a chance. Brophy, great delivery. Murray um, caught Suter sleeping. Yeah. Rangers were lucky enough to get the the goal just before the break. Dessers, and again, fantastic ball from from Tav. But you need to. It doesn't matter who you're playing against. The goals. Um, finish teams off and I just felt that if Rangers could have got that second or third goal we don't know but like I said goal difference at this time and I, and I hear what Clement's saying but being at Rangers is about winning trophies and it's about being on top of the table I know that it's a marathon not a sprint and the team that is at the top of the table at the end of the season are other winners but psychologically just now for Rangers to have potentially been on top of the table, it puts the pressure back onto Celtic. Yeah, and, and I think there's, I said on Tuesday night, Paul, given where Rangers are now, you know, where they were and where they are, the, the real belief that everybody at Rangers has in Philippe Clermont, of course, he's still, he's still got things to do with his squad. He still wants to improve it and make changes. Of course he does. But now there is a pressure on from within their own football club and within the stands to deliver the title this season, I don't think a hard luck story is going to be accept, uh, acceptable because of the good work that he's done. When Celtic have slipped up, he's taken advantage. But the big thing is still need to go and beat Celtic at least once in the remaining two games. Um, the one test he's had in that level, they failed it. They didn't beat Celtic. They didn't even you know get a point at Celtic Park. But, but there is a pressure. Like there's a pressure, a pressure on Celtic, on Brendan Rodgers to retain the title. There's now a pressure on Rangers internally and in the stands to see this one over the line and not only that Paul as we've said many times there's, I think it's a minimum £40 million up for grabs now that is it's a game changer for any Scottish club including Celtic but for Rangers given what the chairman John Bennett said at the last AGM they can't keep losing money they need to yeah. fill that hole I think was the expression he used um, that's an absolute game changer that kind of money yeah, yeah, and and again, look, we we have. There's no doubt about it. This season, there is a title race, but but as you say, Mark, like Rangers, it, it's about winning the title this season. It's not about okay, well, Clement's come in and he's been able to steady the ship, and all of a sudden, uh, building for next season. There's a live opportunity now, uh, and the pressure is going to build. Thirteen games remaining, um, you know, both on Rangers and Celtic, the pressure is only going to increase game by game, which is exciting. Uh, and it's going to go right to the wire, I believe. Oh, it's a thriller, a psychological thriller mm. as well. You know, this weekend Celtic play Saturday, Rangers play Sunday. We've been looking at the games. We'll talk about it in the next hour and forty-five minutes about some of the key games that will come up. But sometimes, you know, you know what it's going to be, Mark, isn't it? Sometimes um, Ross County will come, for example, take points which wasn't expected with Celtic. And earlier on against Kilmarnock and Hearts and things, when Celtic played badly, when you look back on it, if they had taken advantage of the goals that they created they wouldn't have dropped those points it's yeah. uh, slim no, margins no, I, I think Paul from, from, from here on in so we're now reaching that scenario almost every weekend until they yeah. play each other um, on uh, April the 6th although maybe April the 7th uh, as it, you know, it's like one's in the Saturday one's in the Sunday mm -hmm. so it's a chance you know that the, the top of the table could, could swing yeah. you know every week um, but there'll be a nervousness Paul absolutely and, and as I've always said Craig will know he's been a league champion um, it's not easy to go and win a game of football. You need to get it right. You need to be on it. You need seven or eight of your players um, to be on it. But when it's, it's, it's now getting to, as we call the business end, it's tight. They've got to play each other twice in the next 13 
league games, there'll be a nervousness. So, for example, Celtic go out on Saturday at home to Kilmarnock. Now, 19 times out of 20, Celtic will beat Kilmarnock at home. But, given what's at stake, they know they need to win to make sure they send the message out to Rangers before they go to Perth. Most league games at home, Paul, it's Ibrox or Park Edge, it's better to win. But for me now, every away game, even if you're going to bottom of the table, Liv- mm-hmm. Livy are up to the Highlands to play second bottom uh, St John's, um, Ross yeah, County, or for example on Sunday, sure. St Johnston, McDermott Park. All very, very difficult games to go and win, Paul. Yeah. And then when there's so much at stake, wow, it makes it really exciting for uh, for us. And that's the point that I was going to come in and, and make there, uh, Mark, as well, because as the games pass, okay, we're talking about the title race, but you're talking about teams trying to make the top six. You're, yeah, you're talking about teams yeah. trying to stay in the in the top flight and avoid relegation. So those away games yeah. for both Rangers and Celtic, at times they can look straightforward. They're far from it. You're absolutely right. Last night, for example, Aberdeen and Motherwell still on 26 points. They're just outside the top six. Yeah. And that's going to happen, you know, up, right up until the split. And every point will be yeah. a prisoner. Cyril Dezzo's nice one. Cyril, they rang out the other week and did last night as well. He scored twice. And he said, you know, it could have had more goals. Yeah, I think that's an understatement. Uh, I think it uh, could have been a lot more goals. Uh, maybe should have as well. As well. But... Um, yeah, we got a good win uh, in a postponed game, uh, and yeah, let's hope we can keep this a uh, little bit of luck uh, for uh, the next games or the, the even important, more important games at the end of the season. Yeah, not just him, his teammates as well. They had so many chances. 23 shots in target mark and yeah, uh, 19 saves yeah. by, by Which, George Wickens I think a record how did he do for you the keeper because that's that, Wickens yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it, it you know two or three uh, top saves um, you know his defenders let him down with John Suter's header at the back post but I'm thinking you know could have you know dive and get, get a hand yeah. in that um, different one so no but over the piece he was very very busy bearing in mind he pulled off two penalty saves at Celtic Park uh, three or four weeks ago, so I, I didn't, you know, on, on loan from from Fulham, he had a he had a good night. Yeah, no, I mean, because <laughs> you're the goalkeeper. Back. No, just the first half in particular, yeah. I thought he was very shaky. Mm. Uh, a couple of crosses, um, and as soon as he got bodies in front of him, he looked, in my opinion, very nervous. A couple of punches, one nearly flew into his own net. Uh, wasn't convincing with the other, uh, and there was also a shot on that's gone through his legs, and I think Dessas ends up having a shot cleared from the line. Of course, at Ibrox, if Rangers are on, you're going to have to make saves. Yeah. The goalkeeper does go on to, to make saves. But I, f- I felt he was very shaky in the first half. Okay. If you're at the game, give us a call. 08 08 17 17 700. What do you reckon, Rangers fans? So join the conversation at Go Football Show or you can WhatsApp as well on that same number. The title challenge is on. Mark, I feel you're coming back yeah, in. Yeah, I was just going to say, I liked that wee clip with Dessers. Yeah. Um, again, oh, you know, yeah. it was the second time that we've heard him. I think he was on a couple of months ago and it was Barry... And, and myself yeah. that were on him he said you know he's a kind of guy Paul he seems very likeable that you can take to him and you want him to do well now, the fact he's now well into double figures scored another couple of good goals last night but as he admitted himself probably should have had four or five he had the big miss against Celtic at Parkhead on, on December the 30th but he seems really likeable and as I said a couple of months ago you can tell he cares he's not one of these guys that's just turned up taking a few quid and couldn't care less whether Rangers win the league or not he cares. He really cares about it and he gets it. And he's growing in confidence. And the reason why I say that, there was a moment in the first half where um, he's ended up, it's had a shot and it was blocked and then all of a sudden Matondo was about 10 yards behind him and started shouting at him. And 
by the way, he let Matondo know pretty yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, it maybe with a few choice words. <laughs> um, whereas I don't think you you know we were seeing that at the start of his uh, Rangers career because he was still trying to find his feet. He didn't have that confidence. Honest, really, really yeah. honest, uh, and you know I think we all agree he probably could have scored some more goals. But he's he's standing yeah. his ground now as well, which I like as a player at big clubs. You, you have that, and, course, and, yeah. and sometimes you need to put people in their place, and he clearly done that with Matondo last yeah, night. Sure. Doesn't do any harm. He was asked about his relationship on the field with the captain, James Tavernier. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the small things. Uh, sometimes we just need like uh, some eye contact to know with, what, what he's going to do or he knows what I'm going to do. And uh, yeah, that's the connection uh, where you're working on uh, in training, in the games. And obviously those things are not there in maybe August or September, but these things are growing. And I think now... Uh, this, 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 these goals uh, are, 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 I think, a good example, but it's also, it happened in December as well. Uh, so, yeah, you know, Tav, he, he gets the balls there and then it's uh, the job of a striker to finish them. I know Tavernier gets so much, I used to get a lot of criticism, but my goodness, the supply he gives, not only the goals he scores, mm -hmm. Craig, it's Strikers, striker's dream. Uh, you know, the, the deliveries... Yeah. For the for the the second goal, yeah. it was it was unbelievable. Um, you know, he, he just he just hits yeah. areas and 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 pretty consistent consistently. I've got to say, he had a chance where he could have scored also in the mm -hmm. first half, where you'd expect him to hit the target. Yeah. He puts it over over the bar. The first ball for the first goal again. Tav's delivery is unbelievable, and Dessa's will uh, and should be thriving off those kind of deliveries. Here's the manager's verdict on the game. I think uh, for sure in in my period, but I think all season. It's our game with uh, most uh, shots on target. What stays the most important in football? 23, they told me. I see a team growing week by week, month by month. Of course, you cannot become better game after game. There always uh, can something happen that, that you, the opponents are also different. But we had wave after wave of attacks. Good possession play. Good, uh, good runs together, good tempo, good shots. But we had a goalkeeper also on the other side, maybe at the evening of his life. Uh, and a few times luck also on his side. So it could have been much more today. But of course, as a, as a manager, you need to be happy, although I'm not so fast happy, <laughs> with, uh, with the 3-1 victory. Because I cannot ask more of my players than what they are doing now. I think every supporter who was in the stadium today and was there four months ago, they would say, what a difference for all the players on the pitch. So this is the thing we need to do now and the next couple of months to continue doing what we've been doing and then we're going to take a lot of points, but it's about doing the hard work every day. Mark, he says he's uh, not busy with Celtic, thinking about Celtic and, you know, the league table, but he is so... He's, he's brought the club together, hasn't he? The difference mm -hmm. he's made was at eight points behind when he came in uh, yeah. in October. Yeah. Um, I, I, I believe him when he says he's not bothered with Celtic, but they do look at the table, Paul. Yeah, anybody that tells you any difference telling yeah. lies. You know, let's be honest. And as I say... Sure, in, in the public domain, we say, well, you know, I'm not bothered, I'm not overly bothered that we're not top of the league. We just wanted to win the game. I get that. I said, but internally, behind the scenes, they will be really disappointed. And by the way, see if they're not disappointed about not getting the margin required last night to go to the top of the table, they should be at Rangers. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, it's about like the end of the season, of course, we know that. But an opportunity to go top of the table, 
you want to take that. If you don't get that, like Rangers didn't, unfortunately, last night, you should be disappointed. But I think where Clement is very, very clever is the messaging to us, yeah. to the media. He'll, he'll have a different conversation with the playing group behind closed doors. Craig Moore, one of your old team's Crystal Palace, they say Roy Hodgson, the manager, is stable and undergoing tests in hospital after being taken ill during training this morning. So you would want to wish Roy Hodgson all the very best, hopefully a speedy recovery. He's a remarkable man, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. I mean... He's, he's, a, he's a fair old age, but certainly yeah. in regards to his health, you, you wish him the best and hopefully yeah. comes through through that. But what a, what a career he's had. Mm. Um, it, it's, it's really been incredible and it's it's spread over many, many different countries. Yeah. Uh, so That's his true. experience, uh, even at Crystal Palace, I think he's transformed Crystal Palace in terms of the the, the, the maybe the boring way that they used to play mm. and, and, and they've certainly evolved under Roy Hodgson. The pressure, though, at 75 or 76 must be huge because, obviously, Luton doing so well. So, yeah, you know, it's a massive job he's got. They love him there at Crystal Palace. Yeah. I know there's been some criticism uh, recently, but if the job of football manager for somebody in the 40s, 50s, 60s, but mid-70s, it's yeah. remarkable what he's doing. That's incredible. And he has had a hell of a career, I think, yeah. over 40 years. You know, you think Inter Milan uh, manager, right. Swiss national team manager, England manager, Liverpool manager, you know. Any so big teams? It's, <laughs> it's phenomenal. Yeah, he's had a few. Did he Managing uh, Scandinavia, yeah, as well. Uh, Sweet, he, he did, yeah, like he did that. definitely. Yeah, he's, he, he, has, he has been all over. And yeah. the, the sad thing is, Paul, he's, he's been well, he took not well about six, seven weeks ago, missed a game yeah. uh, on a Saturday, and then he's been linked with the sack. In fact, we were watching Sky today, they were mentioning it on, on, on just this morning yeah. that he might be getting the sack, and then he's taken up. So, you just, you know, the, and I think as well, there comes a point you see the pressure now. Yeah. Particularly you drop out that the league, you're losing 150 million pounds, and there's people screaming for your head for your job. It's, it's, it's not nice. Maybe this comes a, a point. First of all, his health is good. Yeah. Secondly, get out of it. Yeah, get sure. out of that rat yeah. race. It's Roy Hodgson in hospital, undergoing tests, but he's stable at the moment. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Get in touch with the team, and they'll offer expert advice on effectively presenting your property. Let's go. It's the Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Thanks for making the switch. Craig Moore is here along with Mark Guidi. Craig, we missed you for a couple of weeks, but just a few days ago, yes. you were at the Asian Cup, Cup final. Qatar yeah. trying to defend it against Jordan, which they did successfully. Many people in the stadium? Back to back. It was 86,000. Wow. 86,500. Wow. Um, yeah. I tell you, it, it was good. I was fortunate yeah. enough also to be at the semi-final. That was Jordan v South Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, another fantastic match. So it, it was good. Like I said, European football, we're all well aware of. Um, but I've always had, I guess, an, an eye on what's happening in Asia because there's a lot of talent there. I mean, the, the boy who scores the three goals, he scores yeah. three penalties. Uh, Afif, his surname is. Uh, it looks a little bit like Mo Salary. He's got the big yeah, hair so, and all that. Yep. What a player he is. At 27 years old, I, I would say that he could probably play in the best leagues in the world. But he's on that much money in Qatar and probably got a, a decent little bonus for winning the Asian Cup. Uh, yeah. So yeah. in terms of the motivation for mm. these type of players uh, to, to leave, um, again, it's culturally, I think you need yep. to get the younger players mm-hmm. who have still sure. got the ambition and the money's not there mm-hmm. to try and crack Europe. See any of the, quote, Scottish players, people like Ole, who's there, uh, didn't see much not, of them not, there, not, did you? Not seen yeah. much. And, and the, the, the game that I, like I said, the semi-final. Yeah, uh, big uh, shock. Uh, 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 yeah, well, yeah. it was. Uh, Jordan, I'll tell you what, Jordan played with, with such freedom. Mm. Um, and, and South Korea were quite reserved. Yeah. Uh, and Klinsman, I know he's been in there for, for a while now and 
just listening to to the supporters. They're not happy. They're not happy. Yeah. They're not happy. They they just play a little bit re- like says very reserved. You know, maybe when that ball can go forward, markets, it's it's looking to go sideways or backwards, and without any uh, I, I guess spark from Sun in that particular match, yeah. they seem to thrive off of his activity. Mm. And he was managed to, to be kept quiet. Um, so Jordan deserved to go through, but they played their final, sure. uh, if that makes sense, in the semi-final. And I see Son had an altercation. He's got the broken finger uh, over ping-pong. Oh, is that right? Well, they, they don't mind the ping-pong. You, you there. Yeah, no, I think he thought people had left a meal too early. Yeah. How, the, how, was the, how was the party afterwards then? Because we know that uh, one of our listeners, Ian, the former Rangers yes. doc over there in Qatar, it must have been a great night afterwards. You know what? I uh, Again, because I understand and appreciate... Uh, Football. Uh, once they won it, I left. I left them be okay. because you know yeah. it, there's. A, I think there was a parade down uh, downtown, and then by the time they go yeah. through all the things, catch up with family and all that sort of stuff. So I caught up with, with Ian McGuinness, who, as you say, was a uh, Rangers doctor uh, with myself and many many others. Um, and I also caught up with Tim Cahill, who who has a very influential role out there uh, with the the Qatar Federation. So, could you get a word then? <laughs> Uh, we struggled. We struggled. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know Tim was out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's out Brilliant. there and driving uh, all things uh, football-wise so, for Qatar. So, so, so a great job from Qatar. Your match this weekend is yes. breaking against yes. <laughs> <Ochter laughs> Mukti. Are you looking forward to that game? You know what? <laughs> no. any, any game of football, I love Paul. It's brilliant, isn't it? It's the world game. So, Mark, have you told them that because it's Valentine's week, we know it's the day afterwards, but you can tell it still is. There's flowers everywhere in here. <laughs> but uh, how did you fall in love with the game of football, Craig Moore? Oh, how did I fall in love with the, the, the game of football? I'll tell you what, I, I had an older brother who, who played football. I grew up in the western suburbs of Sydney, which was rugby mm-hmm. league. Um, so watching my older brother play, uh, and he was, a, he was a very good player, and then, and then just like in in the streets and all that sort of stuff, as we used to do and were able to do as kids, and uh, you know, getting lumps kicked out of me by my brother uh, and and all his older mates. But the challenge of of trying to find ways to to have success against older players, match of the day, match of the day back in Australia. I mean, you had to be obsessed to to get up at silly o'clock and watch yeah. uh, match of the day in Australia and the cup finals and all that sort of stuff that we were getting back then at the time. And Craig Johnson. Yeah, Craig, Craig yeah. Johnson in the glory yeah. is at, at Liverpool. Liverpool. Uh, yeah. So he was he was certainly a, a, an inspiration to to myself and many others in, in Australia. That was probably what really uh, kicked me into gear to wanting to aspire to be a professional and and travel overseas. Uh-huh. Uh, Craig Johnson was a man for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, so that's where the love was. But it's it's a really good thing that you bring up in terms of the love for the game because there there has to be that love and 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 that passion. Um, unfortunately, when money becomes involved it sometimes can it can curb that you know like the ability to just go and enjoy the sport and love it for what it is when you're a kid playing playing on the streets getting two goals you know a pair of shoes that are goals and all that sort of stuff no pressure just enjoying the game for what it is um the ones that are able to do that and, and translate that to professional football when they're getting paid they're, they're the pleasures. They're the ones that we love to see because they're the ones that are playing the game with a smile on their face. Could you have said to David Murray at the time then, look, I'll do it for nothing because <laughs> you love the game so much. It just comes. It comes hand in hand. But, but you retained that great enthusiasm for football right throughout your career. You loved it. Your name gets mentioned so often when talk, people talk about... Um, Great Rangers players, and you know you weren't flamboyant. You're not no, a striker. Basic. I was, basic. A, I was yeah, very but, basic. Well, how many times, Mark, does Barry say about the skills of Craig? And it's not to s- blow smoke. It's just to. It's true, isn't it? it? Just shows you somebody who dedicates themselves to the profession. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it wasn't glamorous. 
You worked so hard. Right, yeah. And and to come over here from Australia, yep. leave home at 16, 17, go into digs, you know, try and find your way in the world where um, you're up against a very dominant squad that were, that were winning nine in a row and were big, big characters. And you had to be tough coming through that as a kid to survive, not only with Walter Smith and Archie Knox, but with that squad. Um, so, yeah, enormous credit for Craig followed his career all the time, went to see him at different clubs. He played for, and you speak to John Hartson, yeah. and John will tell you one of his toughest opponents. The thing I liked about Craig, he back it when he did, regardless of who he played against, he loved a tackle. Yeah. Uh, and not only did he love a tackle, he loved a wee follow through. Oh, he the follow loved through a was, wee follow through. Yeah, it was gold, that. You just wouldn't get away with it. <laughs> the trailing leg. Oh, many, many times. Yeah. It was always, always uh, there. But, but you had to let the centre forward know he was in a game. Yeah, sure. That was it. When you were in those big games, mm. Paul, you needed the centre forward to know that. By the way, you're getting it today if I get half a chance. What was it like when you were up against Henrik Larsson? I know you've told me before, but for listeners who are tuning in, and more yeah. and more are. Yeah. Uh, look, I was, again, you, you look at, uh, I guess, the players that, yeah. uh, you know, Mark Viduka, uh, who was fantastic. Uh, but but Larsson, look, we had unbelievable battles. Mm-hmm. Some battles I come out on top, some battles uh, Henrik uh, certainly come out on top. Um, he was a great, great player. And, and and again, because I love, we talk about loving the game, but because I love Scottish football also that much, I think it gave, even though he played for Celtic, it gave me also a great pleasure that he he done it outside of Scotland because everyone wants to pot Scottish football. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can only score goals in Scotland. Yeah, uh, he scored goals wherever he went. Uh, and like I said, so the, the memories of, of the duels that we had together, um, like I says, won some, lost some, uh, but huge respect for him as a player. He was so, he was so clever, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, take his goal scoring out of the equation, right? Yeah. Uh, although it was a huge part of his game, mm-hmm. but see, even defensively, uh, it was always a cat and mouse, you know. Like he, he kind of wanted you to get the ball, trying to let you know that he's not interested, and then bam, he would he, he would pounce. He was very very clever, understood the game extremely well, uh, unbelievable professional. Um, a predator. He, he was. He, he was. You know. He was one of those ones where even you know you, you get in good positions, you feel as if you can stop the threat. And I remember one goal he scored. Um, and I think it was against. It was a corner or a free kick. He's actually taken a bad touch. I've anticipated a good touch, and he's just swivelled and bang with his left foot. There's nothing like. I mean, nothing you could do about it. Sometimes you just got to applaud and say that's just quality. Yeah. Well, that's what I was having to do then because it wasn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but like I said, it's a player that can, can can do the unexpected as well. and He had all ranges of finishes. Yeah. And Craig Moore, what would you say to young people listening in and more and more do, boys and girls? Mm-hmm. We're really passionate about young people coming into the game. What would you say? In regards to just... just de- de- development, sticking in or whatever. What the- Look, it, it needs to... It always needs to come from within. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there needs to be that that... that passion and that that love for the game and whether that be as, uh, when you're a young fella or, or a young young girl and, and you know just setting yourself challenges Paul it might be you know what you keep you up he's a hundred times uh, I remember so many times I went in and got my dinner it was cold because I'd just set myself targets yeah. out in the backyard um, but it, ena- it enabled me to fall in love with the game uh, and that ball uh, and I think that that's 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 what young kids uh, should be doing is, is having as much contact with that ball as possible. Um, 
I'm trying to think as well because we didn't get an opportunity back in our day to 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 watch a lot of football, mm. as in on the television yeah. like we do today. But yeah, it was, it was but I was still at games. Yeah. I yeah. still remember being at games, Mark, and and the whole weekend I'd played it, played maybe two games, and run about still my boots and my shin pads on for for the remaining five hours of the day until yeah. mum and dad dragged you home. Mm -hmm. It was just mm -hmm. just couldn't get enough of it. Yeah, yeah, great. I was but trying to think much yeah. much of the day. You Who presented? Little, that was yeah. a big dishy days line them. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, but even oh, before then. Yeah. Yeah. Before then, uh, who was it? Bob Wilson uh, used to do that. Was, uh, Jimmy Hill. Focus. Jimmy Hill. Oh, Jimmy Hill. Yeah, yeah. Did he host? Okay. He yeah. did. Jimmy yeah, Hill I think he did. He was yeah. the main. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. That is that me showing my age as well? Yeah, yeah. Days line. Yeah. Jimmy Hill was... And then Des, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So yeah. they're great to hear. Might have more before the end yeah. of the programme. A penalty against Rangers that ended the 75-game run. Would you believe it? It shouldn't have been a penalty. So this is according to the review that's going on. Mid-season review, Mark. You've got some of the details in front of you. So it's the IRP, the independent panel, looking at it. So they're looking at all the incidents and they've found that 16 mistakes were made out of 785 decisions. So I'm just trying to distill it here. Uh, most teams have been affected. But ironically, Rangers who hadn't had a penalty against them in two years, this one shouldn't have been, Mark. That's what uh, I'm reading from it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's... The uh, game. That's yeah. right, uh, Paul against yeah. um, Hearts and yeah. early. John Suter. Was that uh, the handball? Yeah, it was Kilmarnock. Yeah. Uh, January the 2nd, which was three days after the Celtic Rangers game at Celtic Park, yeah. VAR should not have recommended an on field review for a penalty for a handball offence against John Suter. On field decision to not award a penalty should have stood. Wow. Flip side to, to yeah. that, VAR should. <laughs> have recommended an on-field review after Rangers' Ross McCausland was awarded a penalty at Livingston. Decisions should then have been no penalty. That was in November the 12th. The one that, that Rangers talk about, 30th of December, yes. Celtic Park, old yeah. firm game, VAR should have recommended an on-field penalty review for a handball offence by Celtic's Alistair Johnson. Mm -hmm. But the panel noted an offside in the build-up, so the decision should have remained yeah. to not award a penalty, but what they are saying is Willie Collum should have. Okay, yeah, it should have been penalised the handball, but it was offside, so it, it, it overruled. It would have been overruled. So the, the there's only two incidents: one that should have happened and one that didn't. So it would have evened itself out. Mm. Celtic not that involved, are they? Really, just that one there. I think when we look at it, Mark. I'm yeah, yeah, to be, it's mainly. We're yeah, always you know, there's here. a there's a, a few different ball. ones. You know, not just for goals, penalties. You know, red cards. Um, but yeah, uh, VAR yeah. should not have recommended an on-field review for a penalty mm -hmm. after a foul on Rangers of Dallasima. The on-field decision of no penalty should have stood. Rangers v right. Dundee, 9th of December. In the same game, mm -hmm. VAR should not have recommended an on-field review after Rangers' Jose Cifuentes was awarded a yellow card. On-field decision of yellow card should have stood. So... A few, um, a few. Mm -hmm. What, I'd, what I'd have liked, I'd, I'm sure. Listen, it'd be basic. Just go back, sure. check up. Yeah. with no time. But who were the officials in these games? Who was the match official? Yeah. Who was the on-field referee? And who was the main VAR? It'd be good to, uh, you know, um, get that. Sure. And, and, so and how many? And how many times yeah. has, has has VAR um, like stepped in when maybe they should they shouldn't have? Or, or it'd be interesting to get the breakdown of that mm -hmm. as well because, like yeah. it says, for me, a lot of the look. Uh, you can see what 700 and. 85 V. I'm, I'm not focused on that. I still no. think 16 um, mistakes. Yeah. I think that's far too many. Do you? Yeah, uh, yeah. Out of 785. Yeah, I'm not taking that number into consideration at all because 
They're not harsh. The, 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 technolo the technology is there. So again, yeah. what, what it's telling us with all the technology, it's still it's still down to interpretation. Mm. And, I, and I just feel that the referees, um, a lot of the time, what they see live on the field is is the way that it should be. I, I still believe that the VAR is re-refereeing the match. Neil Warnock last night was complaining about the refereeing and he felt it should have been a goal, Mayoski a goal, and that would have been 4-3, although Motherwell had a goal chalked off as well. But he was saying that they need people who have played the game. So why don't ex-players... Why would you? <laughs> well, why don't they go into it? Because, yeah, well, it's I mean, it's a thankless task. Paul, they, they, you know, yeah. in, in summary of all these incidents that have been highlighted, yeah. the panel that looked over the first full two rounds of fixtures this season, the panel comprised of former players, former managers and former coaches... Okay. They made the decision on this, but they were guided by experts in the laws of the game, which would be former refs, um, you know, linesmen, etc. Um, well, et cetera. as well. So, William <laughs> Miller. Well, he's great. Uh, as well. But, again, so, it goes back to the point I think we've all made now for a while. Get a former player or a former manager yeah. in the in van. The yeah. At VAR. Yep. At VAR HQ, get somebody in there. Not to be the decision maker, but to, to offer it from a player's sure. perspective, mm -hmm. the referee will still know the laws of the game yeah. better than the players will, but the players will know just when somebody's at it a wee bit. Actually, do you know what, ref? That's yeah, of course that, but here, here's yeah, just how sure. that, here's what's been going through, yeah. here's a mindset in this particular situation, it's, and what, what harm can that do, Paul? It can't do any harm. Is it, is it also achievable that, uh, and again, you, you touched on who's involved mm -hmm. with VAR for each individual game. I know it's hard because obviously games are at the same times and that sort of stuff, but I'm trying to think of a way where we can get more consistency mm -hmm. uh, in terms of the, the, the process. It's impossible with a lot sure. of the games clashing. And you don't want a witch hunt. Of course you don't. Well, Otherwise, you people, don't, people no. won't do the refereeing. No, they, they, they won't. And see, another yeah. thing as well, which, you know, when you, when you think about it, so the controversy that followed Celtic Rangers at Parkhead yeah. six weeks ago, yeah. Celtic mm. won. And I, and I think some of the stuff that Willie Collin was subject to do was absolutely disgusting. Yeah. On something that's a red herring. Yeah. Because everyone knew... Exactly. It, it the the, the aftermath of it exactly. all it was wasn't handled well. Yeah. However, VAR appointed two VAR specialists, so SFA appointed mm -hmm. two VAR specialists for this season. Andrew Dallas and Greg Aitken. So they only do VAR, okay. which, is, which I think is a really yeah, good yeah, policy. Sure. Mm -hmm. So I applaud the SFA mm -hmm. for that policy. Why would one of the two know doing the old firm game? Why would that be? Why was you know? And I know Billy Collum's a brilliant referee, yeah, yeah, sure. but, he's not a but it's a different skill. Being a VAR and being an on-field referee yeah, yeah. is an entirely yeah. different skill. And so the biggest game of the season, they don't have Greg Aitken or Andrew Dallas doing the VAR for that game. Incredible. And they might they may be doing it, Paul. I know, but like, where where are the, the the top guys here also being educated? Is it through, are they getting that through through UEFA? Just in terms of, it's still a bit clunky. Mm. It still needs to be better. What what support um, and and assistance is available to these guys to be able to improve that? Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. What do you think? The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Get in touch with the team, and they'll offer expert advice on effectively presenting your property. Let's go. Tomorrow night, the programme Barry Ferguson will be here along with Stephen McGinn, the Falkirk captain, charging towards what they hope will be a title. 
Barry will be in good form, I would imagine, as we go into the weekend. I know some people are saying, some fans have been on social media saying, 13 cup finals to go for Celtic and for Rangers. And of course, there's the Scottish Cup as well in a few weeks' time, the weekend of the 9th, 10th of March. Mm. And there's European football as well yeah. for Rangers. Mark, I don't know what you think. Is that good for, well, it's great, the title title race has been on for weeks it's definitely on you think Rangers could benefit from the momentum in Europe yeah I, I don't see why not Paul I think if you're offered the choice you want to be in Europe or don't you um, I would say you, you want to be in Europe you know it, it's great for, for players to be involved financially it's fantastic um, as well you run the risk of the negatives you maybe get an injury or two you might get you might get spanked and your, your confidence might dip, but you know oh, oh Overall, for me, it's only a positive pull to still to, to still be in Europe. Agree, agree. Like I says, rhythm rhythm is everything. Uh, and sometimes when you're getting as a player, if you have the opportunity to play every three days, you, you take that all day long. I mean, training is is great for preparation, all that. But players love playing football matches. You're right, though. The risk the risk is obviously the the injuries that you can potentially pick up, uh, and then is a, is a squad deep enough, but. I think that Rangers, uh, I think it can be of benefit to them. Uh, I, I agree in terms of, uh, you know, 13, is it 13 cup finals for both teams? In the league, yeah. Uh, yeah. Remain, there's no doubt about that. And the, the blockbuster that, that's just around the corner mm. uh, in, in, in regards to the next old firm match could be absolutely enormous for what will be um, uh, a really exciting, uh, nerve-wracking, uh, enthralling Good uh, finish to, to to the season, but I think that game could be telling, and we will go through uh, potentially the other six leading into that a little bit later. I, guess, I can Paul. hear the excitement in your voice. Ah, oh, yeah. I mean, look, it's Rangers are in with a real chance, yeah. and that, that excites me, uh, <laughs> if, if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. But like I said, Celtic uh, are also they're still they're still the hunted. They, they're still the you know Rangers at this moment in time. Yeah. Well, it's been nearly two years since they found themselves on top of the table. Yeah. So their work's still oh, ahead yeah. of Rangers. Sure. Celtic have been the benchmark. They have absolutely, yeah. sure. absolutely. Um, have Rangers got enough? Have they got a deep enough squad? What they do have is, uh, I think, a good manager that yeah. has got a, a squad that's very happy and momentum heading in the right direction. Let's speak to that manager, hear what he said last night when he was asked about this thing about the title challenge and looking at the league table and all the rest of it. It depends of uh, how many points other teams take. So I'm with only one thing busy, and that's taking as much as points as possible. And if we are doing what we've been doing for four months, then the rest, all the rest, they need to compete really hard to be there also. And that's what we're going to do. I'm, I'm here... And as I said it from the beginning, I'm somebody who wants to win prizes. We have already won. That's a good thing. And we are ambitious for more. And all this dressing room is ambitious for more. But at the end, the only thing that control is, is yourself and the points you take. So we need to keep focus on that. That's the only thing that's important. And not only in one competition, but in three. And we are the only team in Scotland who is in three competitions. So that's also interesting. Uh, to do that in a really good way. He mentioned that a couple of weeks ago, didn't he, about the only team still uh, in Europe. Um, he didn't mention Celtic there at that point. There is only one other contender for the title. It's going to be fascinating, Mark. What did you hear there? Yeah, I mean, he's he's not saying it and he won't commit to it just now, but what he's just reminded of, we've got a chance of the treble. Yeah. We're still in Europe. We've got a chance of the treble. Look at what we've done in the past four months and if you're going to beat us, i.e. to become league champions... 
you're going to have to do something pretty special. And we know that Celtic will. Celtic will have to produce something very special over the next 13 games. And I know the Celtic stats are good um, for the past couple of months. You know, eight wins and a draw, including beating Rangers mm-hmm. at Celtic Park. But for me, the flip side is that there's, and I said it, I know it was a bit better at the weekend against uh, St Mirren for Celtic, but last Wednesday night in the league, one of those nervy away games that we're talking about, Paul, for me it looked as though the Celtic manager, the Celtic players and the Celtic supporters had the weight of the world yeah. on their shoulders. How whereas I think Rangers that? are playing Sorry. a wee bit more freely, just a, a, a wee bit sure. looser if that makes sense. Celtic fans will be thinking, you know, we're not hearing from Brendan Rodgers just now. That's because there was no game for Celtic midweek. We'll hear from him yeah. tomorrow night ahead of it. Yeah. How do they change news management-wise? How do they change it? Because you hear, you know, I listen carefully as well to what you're all saying, which is Rangers have momentum, which they do. But Celtic 8 or 9 or whatever, but it doesn't feel that way with the Celtic fans. What do you think you'd be doing for this weekend then? Well, I think, Paul, p- part of the the... the you know, any form of negativity that's been been around Celtic has come mainly from the Celtic supporters. And the main uh, grievance they have is because they don't feel it was a satisfactory January transfer window. And I, I genuinely can't remember, remember since the window closed if Brendan said it was unsatisfactory, but privately it will be, that's for sure. Um, so that's the main angst. As I've said many times, Celtic are sitting with whatever it is in the bank, Paul. Last check was 72 million. Figures are due out soon. It could be more than 90. could be touching 100. Um, so they feel that, the, that you know, that considering what they plough into the club, as the same with, with every club supporters, they just want to see a wee bit more back from the football club because the manager stated that he wants to, to improve uh, the squad. So I get all that. So the next 13 games, it's going to take something very, very special for Celtic to to win the league to stay on top equally it's going to take something hell of a special for mm. Rangers because mm. they'll have to beat Celtic at least once which they've not managed in a game that mattered since the Scottish Cup semi-final nearly two years ago and we're going to we're mm. going to be continually talking about players that can make mm. that difference between mm. now and the end of the season winners but don't underestimate the managers and the importance here okay. um, for me that is that is huge knowing how to shuffle your squad to make sure that you're still getting the levels of consistency, how to influence or change a game from your subs on the bench in, in, a, in a sticky game of football. Um, so the, the two managers yeah. are really head-to-head as well. Who, who has got the smarts to, to get over the line? Because it's going to be that tight, it really is. They're both title winners. They've both won yeah. titles in different countries, but they both know what it takes to get over the line. For sure. Philippe Clement spoke last night after the 3-1 win about momentum. I feel a lot... Already before the winter break, momentum. No, I had get a question uh, a few minutes ago. Is there now uh, belief in the team? There's already a long time belief in the team. Otherwise, you cannot win all those games in a row. Otherwise, you cannot play the game like today they played. So, no, there's a lot of belief. There's a lot of confidence. There's a lot of hunger and desire. And the most important thing is there's a lot of collectivity because... You see, we didn't play with the same 11 as a few days ago, but you don't see a difference in what we are doing. You don't see a difference when players coming in. Everybody's doing their job for the team, and that's the way we need to do it until the end of the season. That's a really crucial one for me. And they all feel part of the story. They all had already their importance, all the team, all the squad, this season, and we need to continue in that one. 
I think from those comments, uh, and again, we talk about momentum, but maybe a little bit more detail in terms of the um, the level of happiness within the squad, yeah. right? Because that for me seems to be key in terms of the changes under uh, Philip Clement to, to Michael Beale's time. It was a really disgruntled yeah. dressing yeah. room uh, where, where it looked painful at times for players when you're watching them play. Now there seems to be a real edge uh, about this team. And the, the, there seems to be a real happiness. And at the same time, I think Clement has done a great job in being very honest with his players, being very honest with his players. There, there are going to be changes from time to time. We know he's got his his, his main players that, that kind of start week in, week out. Um, but everybody is needed and everyone is going to contribute in any kind of success they have this season. And, and I think that the players are bought into that. And they just look a happier squad. Yeah. There was a key, one of the phrases, and I've heard them use it a couple of times, just to back up what, what, what Craig's saying, this is everybody feels like they are an important part of the story. That's a really key phrase, I think. If you're going to be successful, and what Craig said a couple of minutes ago, it's so true. And I know it ultimately comes down to 11 players on the pitch, but the managers, how they handle themselves, not necessarily in front of the, the media, although that's important, but behind closed doors, day-to-day -day in training, and the messaging, when they get that 10 minutes at half-time was, that they use that wisely if, if it's required. Just those simple wee messages to make sure that their players are in the best possible frame of mind to go out and win a game of football. Are they on the same hymn sheet? That's what it sounds like, doesn't it? A hymn sheet at yeah. Rangers. What's the hymn sheet at Celtic, Mark? That's the question as we go into the last 13 games of the title. And remember, this is the biggest ever because of the new shape of the Champions League. But the, the, What's the hymn sheet at Celtic, Paul? Yeah. I'll, I'll go back to Brendan Rodgers' post-match comments on, on Sunday, which I highlighted on, on Tuesday night. Can what I actually say one thing on that? Hold, Hold it, because the news is next. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Get in touch with the team and they'll offer expert advice on effectively presenting your property. Let's go! When it comes to selling your home at Go Green Property, our aim is to get you the best possible results. And how do we do this? Simple, by giving you the best possible advice. From expert insights on preparing your home for selling to sharing our advice on the local property market. At Go Green Property, it's our job to achieve the best possible price as quickly as possible. Sell your home with Go Green Property. Call Glasgow 374 0409. Hour two, we left you in a cliffhanger. We've been talking about it's going to be a thriller, a psychological thriller. Who's going to win the title? The Cinch Premiership, if only I'd said that an hour ago. <laughs> Craig Moore is here. We're going to hear a bit more about his love affair with football. Mark Guidi is here. We had uh, that chat the other night with Big John and you. We had it with Barry as well and Andy and Peter. Back to that question, though. So the Rangers hymn seat, everyone's saying the same. There's momentum. There's you know It is going really well. What's the Celtic hymn sheet as they go into the final 13 games well I mean if I take the the lead from the manager Brendan Rodgers post-match comments on Sunday after beating St Man in the Scottish Cup um, he, he sounded like a man extremely determined and motivated to go and I, I think he feels that um, outside that, they, that Celtic can I get picked on maybe don't get a, a fair hearing that, that he's personally he's come in for a lot of criticism um, as well some of the Celtic fans still not forgiven them for walking out a few years ago um, so there's different things I think internally as well Paul I, yeah. my feeling is it's not 100% behind the scenes and I don't mean with Brendan and his players but certain people within the football club I don't think the relationships working relationships are as good 
as they could be and should be for what you're trying to uh, achieve. But the manager, I don't know if you've got that clip, but for me, the, what he said and how he said it, I thought, well, I've, I've never heard Brendan like that before. So I'm, it's game on. <laughs> the narrative's been for a while, to be honest. That, that, that's the, the reality of it. But, um, but we can only concentrate on, on ourselves. And uh, I, I'm so proud of the players after today because the, it's a very young team. You know, if you take Joe and, and Callum out of it, a lot of inexperience at the, you know, at a high level consistently. So, um, but how they're reacting and, and staying together is, is very important. And whilst there's a lot of noise and, and everything around, uh, then we just continue to, to win football games. That was after the 2-0 win at St Mirren. And here's a bit more about the narrative. Going I don't on. think so. I think it's obviously, and that's why I say it's, it's clearly been created outside. Um, but I don't expect anything less, to be honest. We just have to focus on ourselves. When you're a winning club and you've won consistently over many years, people will look to jump and, uh, and bring us down. But, uh, and bring me down, you know. So, um, but I'm here to win and, and, and for sure we'll have our day and have many days going forward and we'll get our, our players back that are influential for us. And this, the, the squad will be very strong right through to the end of the season and we'll continue to fight. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you, you just take some of that, um, you know, and listen and, and, you know, and I think Brendan, we're talking about managers delivering messages. I think he delivers a good message. He says what he feels and, um, you know, if that's, I don't think the squad is strong enough, I want four players on, I want better quality. He'll see what he feels because he's not a manager that will struggle to get a job, you know. If for whatever reason it doesn't work at Celtic, he'll get a top job somewhere else because as we all know and anybody who, who says differently hasn't got a clue as far as I'm concerned yeah. he's a top manager there is, look there is pressure as well Mark because Celtic have they've had their way for some time right so success is kind of is expected now at Celtic so Brendan Rodgers now comes in and, and that expectation and we've heard like a couple of times this season you talk about motivation and hunger to, to, to kind of prove people wrong you know because he probably has felt at times this season that he's, he's he's not landed the players that he'd like to land. He's been given projects. He wants players that are good enough to go and win this title because he knows it's game on. Um, so look, he has been. It's not been smooth sailing for him this season. So he's had to he's had to show a little bit of dig himself. Yep. Um, but like I said, the expectation he's well aware of um, because. For Celtic, the expectation is that they're going to go and win the title. Now it's like I said, the last thirteen games, it's very much game on. Uh, both Rangers and Celtic supporters are unbelievable when things are going well. Um, but you know, if you're having that time where you know the 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 goal to put the game beyond doubt, or you know, if if the the yeah. opponent scores and all that sort of stuff, it's it's again. There's so many tests between now and the end of the season. There's the players' resilience and mentality because those moments are going to come, and they're also going to come away from home. And I think the managers have got a huge part to play because. Let's just forget about start 11s for now. It's about the impact of substitutions sure. that I think are going to change games in the later stages of matches, mm -hmm. 70, 70 mm -hmm. minutes and beyond. And look at Rangers last night, seven changes yes. uh, going into that game last night. Celtic will say 
they have so many players injured, which is true. Hatati's uh, been out for a while. You haven't seen much of Hatati this no, season. No. Um, obviously, Greg Taylor back Most soon. of them back four yeah. is out, yeah. Paul. You know, Johnston, yeah, Carter Taylor, Vickers. Yeah. Carter Vickers, you know, has been. And, you know, you look at, uh, you know, Brendan Rodgers made a decision to go to go with Liam Scales, mm. well, um, yeah. you know, against some of the, the, the big summer signings. And how he's done it, I don't know, but you've got to give him credit sure. because he's, he's he's done it and he's, you know, Liam Scales has been Celtic's most consistent defender um, this season and in the back four, Greg Taylor's the next uh, most most consistent bit. So you've got to give the manager um, credit uh, for that, that he's saw something in, in Liam Scales and Liam Scales has clearly responded to Brendan Rodgers um, as well. Look at the improvement in Matt Riley. Matt O'Reilly this season. Okay, I know he's not been brilliant the past couple of weeks. I think he's been off it. It's a high, it's a high bar. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a player. He's yeah, a serious but look player. at again. Look at how he's come in yeah. and responded to to uh, to Brendan Rodgers. So you know, I think sometimes people do want to paint an, paint an, and I'm not just talking about the media or supporters. Maybe one or two people, maybe uh, internally at Celtic as well, that want to paint this negative picture yeah. uh, of the manager. And I think is very very unfair. But I think as well. So I look at. Both both teams, right? So, potentially, how could Celtic fall over? Right? I think people would agree that it's their back four, right? Because yeah, I, I, sure. I, I don't yeah. think that's the strongest part of Celtic's team. Uh, and, and obviously, Joe Hart, hugely experienced, lots of stuff. He needs to be massive between now and the end of the season. The flip side of that, and you look at Rangers in terms of what they potentially needed to go on and win the title, and, and, and it will be the number nine conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like it's just there's so much that that can play out uh, between now and the end of the season, and there's going to be twists and turns, and we're going to go through some of these games, and there's going to be a result that we just don't see coming. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. You're right yeah. about that for, for sure. sure. Yeah. Let's go on the lines. Laurie is on, a big Celtic fan from Deniston, the East End of the great city. Here, hi Laurie. Good evening. Hey, uh, good evening. Good evening, panel. Hey, Laurie. Uh, my point tonight, guys, is regarding VAR. Uh, I've heard that. Seemingly there were 13 decisions that they were wrong uh, in the last uh, quarter. Yeah. I think VR uh, should be binned after the end of this season. I mean, this is just my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, football, uh, the game of football ebbs and flows. Yeah. It's continuous, it's spontaneous. When this VAR was brought in, uh, it was ostensibly to you know, uh, clear up any doubts about decisions. It was meant to be definitive, incontrovertible. It's proved to be nothing but. I mean, you're watching games of football now that are lasting almost 110 minutes. Yeah. Uh, supporters can't uh, celebrate goals. They're getting chopped off. Yeah. You're watching players standing with their hands on their hips, yeah. uh, awaiting the results, uh, uh, checks. As far as I'm concerned, uh, if you want a steward's inquiry... Watch horse racing. It's affecting the game. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with you. No. That's a great analogy uh, there. Yeah. On the, I think on the for the, the supporter yeah. experience, sure. all round experience, um, it's not been great. Uh, would that would that bin it? Uh, do you know what? I'd, I'd, be, I'd be tempted to bin it for a year to see how we all react again. But we can't do it in isolation, no, no, Scotland. We, we, we can't, yeah. no. And, but, but what I was going to say, though, Paul, is I think it's here to stay. You know, no, even, no even if we do want to bin it. It's, it's here to say because the argument you hear the people your eye fabs out of one it'll get better it'll get better it's still in its infancy da 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 dum da dum so they think it will get better and you know if we're on here five years from now 
We won't be looking at 14, 15, 16 serious errors. Can I debate it with you though? Mm-hmm. The blue cards that they oh, want now. Oh, I no. mean, so that's going to make it because we'll now be stopping oh. it and saying, you know, like, should that be a is blue it, card? Is it, is, it 10, yeah. is it 10 minutes? Yeah, is 10 that, minutes in the sin bin. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, so, in fact, it was, it was my daughter made a point to me about it. Yeah. How, how how does that work? Are you, are you allowed to still like keep your body moving and keep your muscles going? That's what? A good point. You know? Sure. Yeah, and I heard they decided that, you know? the colour as well. In oh. some sports, you're not. Laurie's not having it. It's the green card. Yeah. <laughs> but it's made sad. By the way, you'll need a green card. Oh, you're oh, announced oh, so oh, much oh, from oh, Scotland. Paul, in fact, let's check him. Paul and Laurie, it's absolute yeah. madness. That, that yeah. blue card, oh. all that will encourage, all that will encourage is time wasting. Yeah. Which is not what the fans deserve to be watching. It's not what the players want to be playing in. You want to see a fast flowing game. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Laurie, unanimous. You've got unanimity here in, in uh, Glasgow. I'll tell you another thing, Paul. I mean, uh, this blue card that they're talking about introducing. When I go and see Celtic or any supporter going to see has a hard team, you're going to see 11 players playing yeah. against 11. They don't get me wrong. There are instances, obviously, where red cards are merited and justified. Uh, egregious examples, a dangerous play, uh, things like that. But uh, no, I think what's happened is uh, a simple game has become unnecessarily complicated, in my estimation. Mm-hmm. That's always been. That's, yeah. that's always been. I'm going yeah. back to the, yeah. the days when I played. Football is a simple game that people are trying to complicate. Yeah, for sure. it really is. Yep. Yeah. Just yeah. looking to see some of the other news. To, no, I agree. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Leo Labad is back in training with Celtic um, after Brendan Rodgers gave the Israeli winger a few days off to help reset his frame of mind so we I think all we could see really is we wish him all the very best whatever yeah, the outcome yeah. is and, and, he's and a good management player. Paul as well yeah. good management yeah. and Laurie you've spoken eloquently about him before Leila Bada because he's been great for Celtic and we can't imagine what it must be like for him to be caught in the middle of this uh, conflict um, and we wish we hope it works out for him Laurie can we ask you what do you feel about uh, Mikey Johnson I see he scored for West Brom the other day and he said it was important for me to get out of Celtic. Do you agree? You know, good luck to Mikey Johnson. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say anything uh, nasty about the no, guy. Sure. I mean, he's a, an honest pro. It just didn't work out for him uh, at Celtic. He seems to have been hanging around the building for years now. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, he's doing there in the championship. Good luck to him. Uh, I just think that it was turning the clock back uh, bringing him back to, to Celtic Park. Uh, he's a guy for me, Paul, that always flattered to deceive. Uh, the feints, the flicks, uh, you know, the, the double shuffles. Uh, more often than not, uh, he was the capable of uh, finishing his product. Uh, I don't know how often I saw him failing to deliver telling crosses. He looked apart. To me, he was like an Apadia Roberts. Uh, Attractive uh, d- d- to watch at times, but uh, the end product he's played. But good luck, Mikey. I'm not going to slag him off. Yeah. Uh, I won't slag off any sure. honest professional. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wish him well, uh, but he's no future at Celtic Park, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I thought he'd be a wee bit harsh on Paddy Roberts. Paddy Roberts to me, Paul. Uh, Mark, yep. Mark uh, again, just my estimation, big fella. Uh, always uh, a crowd pleaser. I uh, look at the number of clubs that he's drafted about. He, he's a he seems to be a jack of all trades and, ma- and a master of none. Uh, the different teams he's yeah. went to. Good luck to Paddy as well. But Paddy was another one for me. 
uh, that uh, it wasn't productive enough. What about your team now? So it's it's level pegging, you know, no more saying with a game in hand for Rangers or whatever. What are you feeling now, Laurie, about it as we go into well, the last 13, the Baker's dozen games? Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what I think. I think that Brendan Rodgers has pulled a massive stroke right out of the Alex Ferguson yeah. playbook. <laughs> uh, he's engendered this feeling now, uh, a siege mentality. I, I'd read somebody had used that expression and I actually was going to come on uh, I know that I'm not suggesting there's journalists out there plagiarising uh, my part, but uh, it was almost word for word. Well, I think it's a few. That I was, yeah. was going to say. You Count know. me in. <laughs> uh, I do think, uh, Paul, that uh, you know we, we definitely have a title race in our hands. I felt that since uh, uh, Philip Clement uh, succeeded uh, Michael Beale. But uh, I think that the new Brendan Rodgers has realised He's under very close scrutiny. His team's under close uh, scrutiny. Uh, and I think he's generated this idea now. Uh, you know, that we're backs to the wall. It's like an analogue mentality. Yeah. And we're all in it together. Supporters, Brendan Rodgers, and players alike. And I like that. I think that's a masterstroke. <laughs> Did that work for you? Sometimes, you know, Rangers would say that at times, wouldn't they? Nobody likes us, we don't care. Would that yeah, be fair? Yeah, no, absolutely. That was, uh, that was Graham Sooners all yeah. over, wasn't it? But you look at, uh, um, Laurie, this, uh, I'm interested to ask you, I mean, we, we, we know now, because 13 games to go in the, the, the point situation, goal difference, it's going to be a title race. When Celtic are eight points clear, are people thinking then it's, it's, it's a title race? Or is it is something that now, again, because the shift um, and, and the deficit have obviously been cut. So now mid-season is a different mentality and, and, and different requirements for Celtic. And sometimes that can be very, very difficult as well. So the momentum, yes, is is at Rangers, but Celtic are still the hunter. They're still in the driving position. But I'm just yeah, so I'm I'm so excited to see how this is going to go because I think we're gonna we're all gonna have a, a finish that is going to turn my hair even greyer than what it already is. People are going to have no nails. We're we're going to be that excited at what we're going to see between now and the end of the season. I'm just. I mean, I don't need yeah. to check my hair, but I'm just checking my nails. <laughs> yeah. I'm, 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 Go on. <laughs> Never had any. <laughs> Laurie, I was going to say to him, "What's your point, Craig Moore?" Oh, but point, point, point <laughs> is now. Now it's a title race. Yeah. Have Celtic fans always thought that this season, Laurie? No, I never did think that. Uh, Craig makes a very valid point. Uh, you know, and uh, I kind of dispute that because until Philip Clement arrived. Uh, I thought that the title was a, a foregone conclusion. I think that most observers, pundits and fans alike, probably felt that the same. The big guy, Clement, has changed things. We do now have a title race uh, in our hands. Uh, and, uh, you know, Celtic have squandered a substantial lead. So uh, every game now, to me, no team can afford to blink. Uh, every game is like a cup final. And you know what? That's fantastic. It makes for a riveting uh, conclusion and finale to the season uh, I'm looking forward to it immensely Laurie thanks a million and look out for the word egregious coming up in the next few broadcasts <laughs> I for one will be <laughs> using it up. and maybe mendacity as well there's oh, another one that. Jimmy <laughs> Sanderson <laughs> Mendo- guys. are you accusing me of mendacity that was his phrase cheers Laurie uh, yeah I had to look it up when Jimmy said that the late great said the mendacious and he talked about the refulgent Graham Sunnis, your old gaffer. So there's a couple of uh, to look good up points there, there from, from Laurie. Yeah, there's a lot of common sense being spoken tonight here on the programme. It's not like us, but we Yeah. I quite like the fact that you know, no no game in hand or whatever for it's now 
it's neck and neck and, and let's see what happens then do you know what I mean Craig yeah, it's just yeah. yeah they're on the same it's all points, out there it's all out there same goal difference slight difference and Celtic have scored more Rangers have def- um, lost uh, fewer goals so the defence versus the attack what's it going to be well, we'll be talking about Shankland and Majofsky could they have made a difference for Rangers uh, and Celtic uh, listen yeah. whoever loses a title that's one of the things that will get thrown back at them yeah. why did you not go and get Majofsky why did you not go and mm. uh, get Shankland but but Craig's point a couple of minutes ago, Paul, I think it's going to be so true and, it, and we just don't know when it will happen. But I do think it will happen is that they'll both both drop points unexpectedly. You think so? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yes. put it this way, the, 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 both of them clearly can't take 39 points because if they play yeah. each other twice. Yes, yeah. But let's just say you give them... But that's not unexpectedly. One, yeah, yeah, let's sure. give them a one each. So let's say it's 36 points out of 39, right? They're not both going to get 36. You know, it could be 32. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Not for Any sure. advance in 32? <laughs> going, <laughs> going, going. Yeah. There's going to be something, as we say, like, because the deeper we go into the, the title, the, the, more, the more that's at stake for, it, for every club in the league. You know, I touched on it earlier, the top six finishing and how much that means financially to a club. Staying in the league. Let's get all your predictions for all the. No, that doesn't work on the radio. It's all right in the telly if we put it up on the yeah. on the socials. Right here, I'll throw two games at you. Oof. Jimmy has been on a big Celtic fan. Jimmy's saying he's confident still that Celtic will get the momentum continuing. But what about the game, the third of March, Hearts against Celtic? He thinks that could be maybe the toughest of the games. No, Craig, I don't you agree. are shaking your head. Yeah, I don't agree. I think. Why? I think. I just think that mentality. I think that 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 Hearts. <laughs> people might think that I've got it in for Hearts. I just feel as if they, in those big matches that they seem to come up short. Uh, I I see potentially a game like Motherwell. Right. Yep. Away to Motherwell. Uh-huh. Um, for Celtic. For Celtic, okay. you know, being, yeah. being potentially a banana skin. Sunday the 25th, mm-hmm. um, that weekend Rangers are at home to Hearts. I mean, they're, I know we could go through them all. Mark, if I threw one at you um, for Rangers, Kilmarnock Rangers yeah that's the one I would was pick, it Paul. sorry I wish I'd just yeah, out, yeah, the, out of the six that games that's the one I would go for that, that, that yeah. really uh, would if I'm, um, cause me most con- sure. <coughs> concern excuse me yeah, the pitch a Wednesday yeah. night yeah. under the floodlights and that same night Celtics at home to Dundee but yeah I think out of the, the six I think when you look at the six games before they meet each other Paul on, on uh, April the 6th Fairly similar. I yeah. wouldn't say yeah. either of them or that you, you've got an easier six six fixtures. And yeah. I think they're I think they both get much of a muchness, but definite potential and at least at least two out of the six games for both teams to drop points. Another one that scares me for Rangers. Go on. The one that scares me for Rangers mm. is Dundee away. Mm. Really? Yeah, yeah Dundee okay. have just they, 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 this this yeah. this season they've they've yeah. they've been dogged. They've they've hung in matches. Mm. They've They've, they've found themselves in a position uh, in the league which I, I, I think is better than what most expected. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. So there'll be no fear from Dundee in yeah, that yeah. match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's the one I'm like... Ooh. And you, were, you noticed the way Rangers were caught out last night on the break with the Eamon Brophy and then the cross there. It's a good goal. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good goal. Was, you yeah. got, you got and to, he, did, he got no. Nah, he got caught ball watching for yeah. a split second. Yeah. Uh, Paul, what he was, what what his focus was on Goldson and Brophy, mm-hmm. and he lost sight of Murray who runs off his shoulder, and then once a ball comes in, I tell you what, and it's a fantastic ball from Brophy, and they had nothing. Yeah. Brophy and Murray had had, had nothing uh, to, to to really thrive off in that first half. So fair play to them. 
in terms of getting that goal. Breaking news, you two are informed tonight. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Unlock your potential and join the team recruiting real estate agents. Call 0141 374 0409. Let's go! It's the Go Radio Football Show. Glasgow's own station. We're here with our friends at Go Green Property. Paul Cooney and the company of Mark Guidi and the Rangers in Crystal Palace, Newcastle United. Um, I nearly said... It's been Bayern a while since I've heard this. Yeah, I know. Borussia oh, Mönchengladbach. Yeah. Crystal Palace, Gladbach. two spells there. And much loved by the Rangers fans. And there's more teams as well. You played, of course, in Australia. Yes, yeah. I did. I did. I managed uh, two and a half years, yep. maybe out in Australia. The tail end. And uh, <laughs> was there ever a time, few people were asking, Francis has been asking... Did you ever think I was going to give up football? We're talking about the love affair with football in Valentine's week. Craig, was there ever a, a low point you thought, nah, I'm going to chuck it? And if so, what was it made you stay stay in the game? I, I had a period of time when I was 23 years of age. Mm-hmm. I, I'd had a couple of unsuccessful knee operations mm-hmm. and I was lower than a snake's belly. Oh, um, yeah. I was I was depressed. I was yeah. um, not, not out of love with the game. But I'd had two failed operations, uh, and and eventually I I took control um, and and went back to Australia and seen a surgeon that had a, a great reputation and managed to fix my my knee. Um, but that period over a twelve to fifteen month period, um, again mental health and that sort of stuff, we, we, it was unheard of back yeah. then. But yeah. I was um, you know I was contemplating that is is this the end and and you know is my time finished. Uh, I was sitting with a with a knee that was, yeah, I was I was struggling to get to get right, Paul. So that was that was probably the toughest time I, I had. And where did um, you draw strength from? Was it people? Was it something inside you? Yeah, good network. Yeah, good, good, really, really good network. Good. Um, you know, Dick Avocard at the time was was for me was was fantastic um, because I you know I knew that I had a role to play once I got myself fit and back up and running again. But I think these are the 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 the, the injuries and uh, the challenges. For players, when you when you hit those long term injuries, I don't think people, mm. fans really appreciate or understand mm. um, the resilience that's required mm. from these players to to not only get back onto to the field, but to a level um, of performance that you know once you cross that white line, the fans go he's, he needs to knock out eight out of tens every single week. Of course, they don't know they what's don't going under- on. They don't sure. understand the yeah. sometimes uh, mm. the behind the scenes stuff, Paul. Because it is spoken about more now, mental health. Um, but in players are only human. There are things going on in your life. If we throw a couple of the, the love affair with football, what yeah. were some of the biggest highs? So, what's a great day? The adrenaline, you're buzzing, you're winning. You thought, wow, this is the this is the game and the career that I love. You know what? It was probably the, the season before I had those injuries that I was oh, talking about. Okay. And I, you know what? The, the, as a football player, certainly as a defender, in my experience throughout my career, very rarely do you hit a, a real purple form patch. Really. Um, where things just happen automatically, you're not thinking, and you're you're, you're that far on top of your game. I, I had a season, I think it was '99, 2000, uh, before I, I picked up a, a knee injury, and I, I just seen everything so clear. Yeah. Seen everything mm-hmm. so clear. Didn't have to think about anything. It was just bang, bang. Training was was unbelievably enjoyable. Uh, the games seemed like a stroll mm-hmm. uh, because I was I was on top of my game. Um, Majority of your career, you have to work your backside off. Yeah. Because mm. these these things don't that form that purple patch. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't happen all the Was time. Was that treble yeah. season as well? 
Uh, I think it was. No, I think it might have been a double. Yeah, a double. I think it might have been yeah, a, that a, was a, a double. That was yeah. a double. Yeah, that was Kendall Leach and John Barnes. John Celtic Barnes won the, the League Cup. But going back to what he was, Celtic won the League Cup under Kendall Leach. But going back to what you're saying about the double knee up and just to be line where you said you took control and you went back to Australia, a top surgeon, and without being critical of whoever was working on you before that, it just goes to show as well, Paul, which is so important for you know every sports person. But footballers, football's our subject. Is that um, the medical team, mm-hmm. medical team, your physios, your doctors, your surgeons that, that clubs use? Because there's no doubt about it. There's some ones out there that that, that aren't up to it. They'll, they try their best, but like in every walk of life, there's people that are better at their jobs yeah, than, yeah. than other people, and it, and it's finding those ones, putting your trust in them. And getting not just the op, the rehab, everything that goes yeah, yeah. that goes. With I was it. I was lucky, Mark, because again, I, I was sent to very 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 good surgeons here in the UK, um, but for whatever reason, it just the the actual problem hadn't been addressed. Mm-hmm. I, I had yeah. a I had a cartilage issue, and it was being trimmed when more work needed mm-hmm. done. So luckily enough, I had a network through the Australian national team to 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 go, and it was a you know a surgeon back in Australia that. Massive ego, massive, massive ego, and he took. He basically took sporting people that were in my situation where they've been somewhere and it's not worked, and he wanted a bit like Muller Wolfer mm-hmm. of, of of Germany. Yeah, I know he Stedman was the other one. Yeah, was Stedman. So yeah. just lucky that there was a network there, but I had mm-hmm. to I had to back myself and take control, mm-hmm. uh, and and we still see that today in the, in in the game, I, I believe, because um, you do have the medical department set up, Paul, um, but at the end of the day, it's your body. Yeah. And you know, sometimes you just know, don't you? You yeah. just know. So more than don't give do. up. That's the yeah. message for yeah. young Francis who was on asking about yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's genuinely no, ab- thinking ab- about ab- yep. Absolutely. Okay. But are you going to go back to the, 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 love, the love stuff? Yeah, it's the love of it. <laughs> but, no, I do. No, I'm about to ask <laughs> no. you because, so what does that look like then? And take it that season then, that was a double win for you. So, because I see Philippe Clement said he told the players to enjoy a day off or a night out. Yes. In the last couple of weeks, you couldn't tell us that back in so, the day. So well, I know that couldn't get you back in. <laughs> Barry mentioned it last night. Oh, how important is it to celebrate success? Uh, look, I think it's really, really important, and 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 it's changed now in terms of how how the celebrations happen, all that sort of stuff. And I totally understand that as well. But I've been in a situation where um, when I'd stopped playing pool, mm. uh, and we, we'd knocked out Brisbane or we'd knocked out Shenhua. In the Champions League, right. which was huge, huge, uh-huh. huge. They had 100 million in budget. We had 3 million. And I says to John Aloisi at the time, I go, John, enjoy this. Yeah. Because for, for a coach and sometimes for players, game finishes and it's already the next game, yeah, the next game, yeah. the next game. So again, I think you really have to take time to, to enjoy. Mid-season success, mm-hmm. Paul, obviously comes with it. There's still games coming. But you have to enjoy it. You have to enjoy it. When you get older like me, you look back you look back yeah. on your career yeah. and you think, you know what? Um, you had a good run at it. Yeah. There were some great moments. Uh, I certainly enjoyed it. Um, three days out, wasn't yeah, it? You and Barry uh, and the team. Three, yeah, yeah well, Cricklewood are still living off the... It's, 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 it's important because when you, you know... You don't tank it. If, you, if you're fortunate enough to, to win things <laughs> or, yeah, or, or had yeah. personal uh, yeah. achievements, it might have been, yeah. it might have been yeah. a Player of the Month award, it yeah. might have been yeah. a Player of the Year award. you got to celebrate it. Yeah, enjoy it. Yep. Enjoy it. Enjoying it. Um, I hope you remembered Valentine's Day for the missus. We just checked with everyone this week. I'm sure you oh, did. Oh, you got yeah, the flowers yeah. and all the rest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back yeah. to the football. <laughs> 
Des has been saying about he could have scored some more goals. We like the sound of him, didn't we? You know, in the first hour, he's so infectious and he's talking about the way things have changed and improved at Rangers over the past few months. Obviously, it's it's a good feeling when you get the recognition of the fans. Um, that means that, that, that I've been doing things well uh, the last months, but obviously, it's especially for a striker, it's, it, it, it's all together in the package with the team. Uh, when the team is playing better, uh, a striker can feed off it. Uh, and and, and that's, that's nothing new. But obviously, yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice feeling. And I think there's a really positive vibe in the stadium uh, right now, but uh, as well on the training ground. Um, so, so we're in a good place. We want to keep this going, all of us together. And, and, and not just together in the locker room, but, but with the people in and around the club as well, with the fans as well. And, and I think we're on a good way uh, for that. I think our finishing was also not that bad if you get 23 shots on goal but it's about centimeters we can do better in that way we can still raise our level in that way to be more precise but those are the next steps to take I think the team already took a lot of steps uh, that's uh, extra focus focus that's been there already eh, the last few weeks or months because it stays an important part of football but you cannot ask much more of the players where they are now in the, the period you've been working together, I think. Justin, a Rangers fan, is on the line. Hi, Justin. Hi, guys. How you doing? Yeah, Hi, good. Hey, How are you feeling? Joint top of the table? Yeah, no bad. I'm actually a little disappointed. Um, after the game last night, I've got, got to be honest, I think we, we were a wee bit wasteful at points. I don't know what the guys think, but I mean, Dessers took his first goal phenomenally well um, and then kind of seemed to proceed to <laughs> scorm the, the easier chances for a, for a period of time it was going to be a bit frustrating but what my, my main point and I just wanted to know what the guys think especially Craig as a defender the, the influence that Cantwell has in that team I sat and, I've watched them for the last few weeks and certainly last night again everything positive comes through him the amount of abuse he takes in relation to getting kicked all over the park. He, he took a few sore ones last night. Yeah. And he just he, I think he's now just getting up and getting on with it. He's, he's not mouthing back as much. But I think, personally, that he's going to be the one that makes a difference in getting the league over the, season, over the line for us this season. Him staying fit and him staying positive. Because the amount of, the amount of times last night that one-twos or shots or anything positive was coming through him every time he's, he's touching his, his vision sometimes is, is I think above some of the players that's run about him um, I just wanted to see what you thought My, my thoughts uh, Justin look Campbell's a fantastic player um, I'm pleased to see that the game in terms of his contribution now seems to be more important than the, the kind of you know taking a knock and, and, and milking that a little bit because I think that that winds people up more than anything else uh, and we see how good he is technically. We see the the vision, the passes, um, you know, the combination play. He's got goals in his locker. He's very, very important, uh, uh, an important player. And, and what happens when Campwell is in this headspace and playing in this manner, then all of a sudden Lundstrom, for example, is far more positive. All of a sudden, um, you know, Matondo, for example, far more positive. The, the influence that it then has on, on, on teammates, I think, is crucial. Um, not only for, for Campbell, but I think you know for a lot of the players, it's important that they can stay fit in the, the running, 
European football is going to come into play again. And that's that's another challenge for us, but that's a challenge on the back of being successful and getting to that stage. But uh, yeah, now Campbell plays a, a huge role. There's no doubt about that because he's he has the ability, doesn't he, to bring the, the, you know, the defence into attack. He takes up good positions. He can get things started. He can deliver as well. Mark? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Well, he's been a really positive influence in, yep. in, in recent weeks. And if you know Rangers are going to do the business over the next 13 league games, they're going to need Cantwell um, bang on it because he can make things happen. And, and, and it just kind of makes me think as well, if Rangers do get the prizes that they want to get this season and ultimately the league trophy is a big one it's like you know how, how much credit will will Michael Beale deserve how many of his mm-hmm. signings will have been influential in that in that race now, I know that ultimately he failed as a Rangers manager didn't win the games that mattered off the park I think some of the things that he said brought um, unnecessary attention on himself and in the football club and just as you said riled people up um, as well you know he was very very naive um, I think I thought he was I think sometimes you just get the impression that he was looking down and, and certain people in, in Scottish football but that apart some of his if Rangers are going to do it in the next 13 games some of his signings will will, have, will need to play a major part No absolutely but but again it's like I guess the question back on that Mark is under Michael Beale whatever players had kind of come in they were nowhere near it Yeah they he didn't were, get the best out of them. No, absolutely yeah. not. Absolutely not. And and what Rangers supporters love is is that, that that heart on the sleeve. You give it absolutely everything you've got. And if that means chasing that ball even even though it's going to go out, you show that effort and commitment because they're paying they're paying good money and they're coming out and, and they're supporting you with absolutely everything. If you deliver that, Mark, then they love you, good, bad, or indifferent. They love you. You're going to have bad games. That, that, but if they know that you, you're, you, the shirt means something to you and you're going to give it absolutely everything, and you touched on it a little bit earlier on the show. Dessers. Dessers. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the jersey seems to mean something to, to people yeah. once again, and I, I think that that puts Rangers in a really, really strong position. Justin, what do you think? It's really tight, right? We, everyone knows that. You're going to have to be ruthless to win the title, aren't you? And do you think Rangers will be more ruthless than and Celtic. Last night. And last yeah, night. and then last night, exactly, on the back of that. Yeah. I, I think, that I've said this before um, to you guys as well, I, I, I think the, the momentum is with Angels, I think the passion is with Angels, and like you have been saying, uh, and a lot of people have been saying that, you know, we, we seem to have our tails up, Celtic seem to be toiling a wee bit with, with certain aspects, but the way I look at it is, we win all our games, we win the league. It's as simple as that, and We've already won 18 in the bounce. I don't see 13 and another 13 being a major problem. I think, if I'm entirely honest, I think both of them mm-hmm. could potentially drop points before the end of the season. But the thing that I've, I've said that I think will make the difference is some people look at Europe as a negative because they're playing more games and you know, things like that. I think that, that and people at uh, Campbell staying fit will make the difference because Rangers then can't, I don't mean take their foot off the gas, but every game is a big game for them. They're going straight and you know, they're playing regularly. They're, they're not having to work on the training ground, so they're, they're going straight from one big game to another and then a European game and a high. If we get a positive result, they carry that high into the next game. I, I think that's what will make the difference for Rangers as opposed to Celtic feeling a bit of pressure for the first time. Feeling, you know, 
uh, constantly looking over their shoulder, whereas if they get a drop points or they get a draw here or there, um, it's genuinely league over stuff, you know. Um, I think that's what will make the difference. And uh, as I said, watching them last night, I agree totally with Craig. It, it lifts everybody around about them. Um, just when we are toiling a wee bit, our things do take a wee bit. Of last night there was a dip, yeah. maybe about just after they equalised. Yep. Um, there was a bit of a dip. The atmosphere went a wee bit flat, and the one person that wasn't hiding or wasn't he, you know looking for him was all over the park was Cantwell. He was looking for the ball. He was taking it in tight areas. He was taking the claw bar. He was taking the fouls. Mm-hmm. But his his energy, I was kind of surprised even by the amount of yeah. where he was all over the park. That's the things that are going to make the difference. And 100 percent, like Craig said, I think there's a, a number of players in the Rangers team now that have got their heart back and that they're wearing their heart on their sleeve again, which is brilliant to see from a fan's point of view. Justin. Great call. Thanks so much. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Start a new career as an estate agent. Call 0141 Let's go! This time tomorrow night, Barry Ferguson will be here and Stephen McGinn. And Stephen will always be listening, as is Barry, so he'll we'll get some of his love affairs with football. And his family, of course, the McGinn's, have got a long history and a continuing one with him and Paul and John, of course. And so he'll be here tomorrow night. Craig Moore's been here. A lot of people on thoroughly enjoyed it yeah. about that time in the low point yeah, and yeah. how you dug in. You went back home, you got the knee sorted, you came back and looked at the, all the trophies uh, and caps you won as well. And I tell yeah. you, I tell you who actually treated me when I was back home in Australia. Do you remember Bill Collins that used to be the physio at Rangers in the early, early oh. years? Anyway, Australian, name, Australian, Australian physio who worked at Rangers who was back in Australia, so that was right. part of my network. Right, okay. It wasn't too bad doing rehab uh, on the beach at Manly Beach. Oh, yeah. Oh, Manly Beach. I remember being there at Manly Beach. It wasn't yeah. too bad. Richard, if you're listening, we had uh, a great few days. And uh, they were so keen to get rid of me from Capital, they took me to the States. For, Dropped you off in Australia. Uh, they, they, they took me to Australia for two weeks. That That's another story. Oh, I absolutely loved it. Down in the ferry. Oh, yeah, yeah brilliant. It was in the hotel from, just from overlooking. The city centre, just yeah. over. Yeah, overlooking fantastic Four place. Seasons overlooking oh, the, uh, you, you, the Sydney tough, Opera House. You were doing a tough one. Honestly, it's a great like, so pleased to get rid of me they sent me to Australia one way ticket right there's one way to win the title it's win the next 13 games that's uh, the story for Celtics the story for Rangers only one of them can do it and uh, it's going to be fascinating stay with us all the way through we're going to try and give you the objective look at everything with a bit of passion thrown in as we heard from Justin there and from Laurie earlier on um, last night Rangers winning 3-1 funny game football isn't it you know three goals is all it's needed yeah but 3-1 meant it's still a neck and neck and technically Celtic are ahead of them there um, because they scored more goals Clement spoke afterwards about the fans and he's been praising them because you know what it's like Craig Barry always says it you get 5, 10, 15 minutes yeah, yeah. and they can you know they can then make it difficult but he spoke about the way the fans have been with them and uh, need to be with them all the way they are really happy with the situation in the league yeah that's true but I talked with that, about that with the team before the game that's normal uh, that's being fan maybe we need to talk about that more also with the fans it doesn't help but our players need to be strong in that to just keep focus on ourselves and not to be, become anxious. I didn't have the feeling also on the pitch that it happened today. But that's a danger indeed. If you start to live the life of fans on the field, then you will not reach your goals. 
So we need to step out of that. And I'm really proud the way the, the players did that today because they never became nervous. They only showed hunger and ambition for more and more and more. Mark, you first on that one. Is that he's also saying, look, stay with us in the coming weeks and months? Yeah, because there'll be periods in games, Paul, when it's not going well or the goalie's having the game of his life the first 25 minutes or somebody's missed a couple of sitters and it's nil-nil and if they're playing in the same time as Celtic, which won't happen too often now, in fact, hardly happen at all, but that wee bit of, oh, right, they're winning or we need to win by two of the day to keep all that kind of stuff. So there'll be more to say, yeah, it'll be natural for the stands to, to, to get anxious. We see it at every ground all around the country but you just need to remember what's at stake and the last thing that a footballer needs playing for Rangers or playing for Celtic is if they're feeling that if I make a mistake there's going to be 40, 50 or 60,000 right on my back and that's horrible. last thing you need and that's anxiety horrible. I've had yeah. it, I've yeah. had it. Yeah. It's, it's really important that you play the game and, and, and not the occasion uh, and, and Clement makes a good point in terms of Fans, fans are there to give you that that support, that twelfth man, so to speak, to get you over the line. Um, but, but if you've played the way that the fans wanted you at times, you're not keeping too many on the park. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How many times you sat at a game of football and someone's to the right or left? You know, it's like, oh, yeah, no. like you wouldn't keep the place on the park. Uh, so it's a good point, but come on. See Don Cowie, the interim boss at Ross County, he's questioned why there was twelve minutes added uh, last night in the three-one. Defeat. It was two one, wasn't it? Right yeah. into into injury time. We're in this territory, you know. I can imagine. So not time oh. to debate it, but yeah. it will be one. To, every second will be counted now as the the big two goals. Well, also for Ross referees County, referees will be guys. Yeah, as sure. well, Paul. Re yeah. Referees are going to be getting it yeah. tight in some shape or form yeah. over the next year, which is very very unfortunate. The other game, Aberdeen three, Motherwell three. Incredible game at Petardry. Theo Baird getting a double, a penalty, and he had them two up in 22 minutes. Then Adam Devine on loan from Rangers and made it 3-0. Um, and then Aberdeen, he made changes, two players off. He said he got it wrong. He had three at the back and using wing-backs in the wrong way, so he made some changes. Duke, it took him, what, 31 seconds to score. His first touch, Gartenman made it 3-2, pulled it back, and then Duke in 50 minutes. And Majofsky had a goal, but VAR said no, which the manager's not happy with. And Harry Payton also had uh, a goal which was uh, chalked off. So can we look at their games then? Let's look at uh, Motherwell, particularly here in the West. So they'll be at Tynecastle on Saturday, Mark. What do you reckon? That's a good game. Goals, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That, is, that is a really good game. You know, credit to, to, to Hart, Stephen Naismith. He's got them going. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, I think Hearts will sneak that one, Paul, 2-1. What do you reckon? Craig Hart's Motherwell yeah I think look I mean Motherwell uh, 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 having to fight for everything at this moment in time but I think the Hearts uh, will shade this one yeah what about Aberdeen against Hibs um, what do you reckon Mark uh, I think Aberdeen will win this one 3-2 oh wow wow because um, they both need wins desperately yeah. they're neck and yeah. neck aren't they there what do you reckon Craig Moore I'm going to steer clear of the scoreline, but I'm going to go okay. for an Aberdeen win. Okay. Livy against St Mirren, what do you think, oh, Craig? I'll tell you what. Yeah. I, I, I know. I, I'm going to go with St Mirren there. I think so, yeah. yeah I think, think Livy yeah, are gone. I think it's gone. What do you reckon, Mark? I, I'm going to go 1 1. Yeah. Okay. I can see yeah. that. Well, okay. Because they did, they did so well in the cup. cup. Poor old Jags fans are still uh, not happy. Um, a couple up but then they went out in extra time uh, Dundee Ross County so also for Ross County they need the points but Dundee as well need points I mean loads of plaudits quite rightly for Tony Doherty what do you think Mark? 
I'm going to go a Desmond. Are you? Yeah. A 2 2. Yep. What do you think? 2 1, two, one Dundee. Two, one. Celtic up against Kilmarnock, then. This is how we kick off the weekend at three. All those games are three o'clock on Saturday. Mm. What do you feel, Craig? I think that that, that uh, McInnes will have uh, Kilmarnock very well organised. Mm. He'll, he'll try to hang into the game as, as long as he possibly can to, to then try and have a go. But I think Celtic will be too strong. Um, down oh, 2-0 Celtic 2-0 Celtic another clean sheet that would be for uh, Joe Hart who was praised by his manager Brendan Rodgers after the two goal win at St Mirren that's it he doesn't have a lot to do Joe but in the times when he does he makes uh, he makes wonderful saves he's he's a real catalyst for the team you know him and, and Cal how they you know how they lead the changing room and as I said a young group but then when he goes into the game he he uh, the saves that he does make is, is really impressive. He's so clean. You get lots of crosses coming in today, lots of balls into the box. Hard for him to catch them. You know, we all want keepers to catch the ball, but when you can't, you've got to get distance on it. He's done that a few times and, and did that very well. So now he's, again, another clean sheet for him. And uh, now he was, he was very impressive. Mark, what do you reckon Celtic, Kelly? A uh, hard fought 2 1 1 for Celtic. Because Kelly have got some record, haven't they, against both of them? Yeah, they're good sides. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kelly, they're, okay. they're a really good um, side, but it's all about winning, and I think Celtic will win. And that will put them on 64 points. So, Sunday, the big game at lunchtime, St. Johnson against Rangers. Mark, what do you reckon at Perth? 1-0 Rangers, a goal in the last five minutes. Oh, Wow. Yeah. Right, well, I'm going... Craig? I'm, I'm obviously I'm going to go Rangers but I think that this yeah. is going to be a comfortable win for Rangers I'm going to go 3-0 mm. 3-0 is it going to change again rotate I guess he will you know will. what but yeah. there's, there's he's, he's got a I think then a clear week is there nothing mm. midweek is there something midweek am I missing something yeah. um, look there'll be a couple of changes I don't expect to see oh. the seven changes that we've seen clear week you're right it's a clear week clear sure. week so I, I would think that he might stick to um, yeah, pretty much the same Paul one or two changes I think a positive night for Cyril but I cannot say about one player that it was not a positive night. So, you know me already. For me, it's really difficult to take out individuals after a game because I've seen a lot, a lot of quality on the pitch today. But not as many goals as they would have wanted, but it's neck and neck at the yeah. top, Mark. Uh, we haven't seen this for some time. No, and, and, and uh, let's enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, there's a roller coaster, Paul, on its way for the next... Um, 10 12 weeks, and it's great for, for, for Scottish football. Great, great hairs kicking in. No nails. Great to have you back. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. Thank you, Thanks, Mark. Paul. Cheers, Paul. Back tomorrow night at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Get in touch with the team, and they'll offer expert advice on effectively presenting your property. Let's go. When it comes to selling your home at Go Green Property, our aim is to get you the best possible results. And how do we do this? Simple, by giving you the best possible advice. From expert insights on preparing your home for selling to sharing our advice on the local property market. At Go Green Property, it's our job to achieve the best possible price as quickly as possible. Sell your home with Go Green Property. Call Glasgow 374 0409.